Be sure to check us out on Patreon. There you will find our community with several different tiers of learning. Our Patreon community is all about immersing yourself in the streams, teachings, and the Taya practice with lots of Taya tools and Taya teachings via weekly live video and exclusive coaching sessions at patreon.com. I've created this reality for myself where I just savor the, the small things that are available to all of us because I realize that even though they're so readily available and they're not a function of commerce necessarily, they still have the same value because I choose to give it that high value. I choose to appreciate it on a very high level. And these things happen to be free. Welcome to the Stream of David podcast. We are going to talk about my favorite topic, belief systems. I know that uh, we, we talk about that all the time on here, actually, because uh, we have the new Taya Practice podcast. I hope you're checking that out. Uh, the Taya Practice is a belief system. It's, it's a chosen belief system. All belief systems are chosen belief systems. There are many that people believe are truth. There are many belief systems that people believe are a singular truth, but all belief systems are human created, period. How we react to our world, what we are taught and what we choose to believe of what we're taught creates our belief systems. And our belief systems do tend to evolve over time for some of us more than others, certainly. But we all operate on a belief system. It's our human operating system and our human operating system creates our reality. If you're new to this podcast and that doesn't make any sense, keep listening. It will, I promise you. But I want to talk about a few very popular belief systems that we believe are in decline. I, I, there's evidence that uh, organized religion is in decline. I certainly see a lot of evidence that belief in a, in a monarchy is in decline. And our belief, our trust, which is kind of the same thing, in government is certainly in decline, at least in the United States. And there's a couple of things I've experienced uh, very recently that have really made me think about this even deeper. One is the monarchy. Of course, I live in the United States, but we, we do follow what's going on uh, in, in the, uh, the, the British monarchy. And, and definitely we just had the, um, we had the coronation this past weekend. You're probably listening to this weeks after this because I record these well in advance, especially this summer while I have lots of vacations coming up. I'm recording these and you're not gonna hear it. So you, you'll be weeks beyond the coronation, but I know in spiritual circles, a lot of people, because we do question, because we are more open-minded, very often we're not that into things like the monarchy, nor are we into celebrity as much, it seems. So the monarchy, of course, is just another form of celebrity. And it's interesting to me how the collective belief system has placed this family in, in, in terms of the British monarchy. I know there are others but how we've placed them on this pedestal and how in the, in the monarchy belief system, the subjects love having a group of people to look up to and follow them. What are they wearing? What are they doing? Where are they vacationing? Uh, what's going on? You know, the gossip uh, end of it, that, which seems to be the gift that keeps on giving from that group of people. So the monarchy is a belief system that is being questioned probably more than ever before, but it's still alive and well. And certainly watching the coronation and how many people turned up for that and tuned in for it, uh, there are still plenty of people that are fascinated by it. There's still plenty of people that are in one way or another giving it power. So it's a belief system. 
They are human beings, just like everybody else. I think any rational person would, would come to that conclusion. But somehow they w- have woven themselves into this, this status that they are royal. They are blessed. Some people may think they're chosen by God or something along those lines. I don't know. But certainly placed on a pedestal and, and revered by many, many people all around the world, not just in, in uh, the UK. So we've got the monarchy. We've got government. And certainly in the United States, I, I can tell you that in my lifetime, the government is something that is becoming uh, increasingly increasingly um, demonized. And that demonization is not unfounded because we, we see how politicians um, pander and we see how politicians manipulate. And we see how politicians say one thing and do another very often. Uh, they, they definitely are running a popularity contest. And then once they're elected, they sort of set about doing things that uh, keep their constituents happy and keep the donations coming in. But it seems like it's more about money. It seems, it seems like it's certainly more about lobbying and money coming in. And now in the United States, we are finding out um, uh, how corrupt our Supreme Court is. They're the Supreme Court. They were supposed to be the, the highest court in the land that were beyond reproach. And we find out, and we've known for quite some time that it's political, certainly, but we're now we're finding out how very corrupt it is, how it's bought and paid for. And no one, none of the quote unquote good people in the Supreme Court are saying anything about it. So that leads me to believe they're complicit and that it's all corrupt. And it's very easy to say, gosh, the, the you know, United States is so broken. The government here is so very broken. It's so corrupt. It's, it's ran by and for the highest bidder, generally corporations and very, very wealthy families that have the money to, to fuel and influence elections and influence uh, the decisions that our, our politicians, elected officials and judges and appointed officials make for us. So it's very easy to look at that and say, gosh, it is so broken. It is so corrupt. It's so damaged. We are so divided. The country is really going downhill. I understand that. It's very easy to look at the United States right now and say that. It is not this great superpower that I was programmed to believe that it was throughout the 70s and 80s and into the 90s a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I came to realize pretty early on as an adult that I can choose to give this power if I want, but if the person that I voted for, you know, didn't get elected and I am creating my own reality, if I give power to the fact that the person I didn't vote for won, then I'm going to create a reality where that is somehow going to bring harm to me in some way, because that's my belief system. So I realized fairly early on not not to give that much power to that, if any at all, because it doesn't impact. It's interesting, but it doesn't impact my life any more than I allow it to. I have bucked the system my whole life. I have, I have definitely bucked the odds of what I was supposed to be and become and what my life was supposed to be based on my actions and beliefs. I, I learned that I create my own reality. I learned that I am the one that is the master of what I'm experiencing on all topics always. And the more I allow the matrix to infiltrate my belief system, the more I'm going to suffer at the hands of whomever is in power. So I don't have to do that. And then we turn to religion. Certainly, religion is on the decline. Certainly, 
religion is being questioned now more than ever in record, the recorded history of humanity. And there are statistics that show that, that religion, organized religion, is in the decline, and what we call spirituality is increasing. It's becoming more popular. And I believe, this is my belief system, my chosen belief system. I'm always sharing my belief system with you, and I'm always acknowledging that this is my chosen belief system. I have done a lot of inner work to arrive at these conclusions, but I will always encourage you to do your own inner work. That's really what the practice is all about. The practice is, is all about doing, doing your own inner work, proving it to yourself, seeing what works for you. Don't just follow my belief system because I say so. I'm not trying to be your spiritual guru here. But I have created a belief system where, where I believe that we are eternal beings. I believe that. Do I have firsthand evidence that we're eternal beings? Not really. But I've done a lot of inner work and I've created this belief system where I believe that this is a temporary human experience and that our energy, the energy that creates us, is something that is more than us and somehow we're part of that. That's really as far as I go in my belief system. That's, that's really about it. I don't believe that it's a deity, that there is a deity that is, is seeking to be worshipped and obeyed. I don't believe that there is a deity that is delivering a set of rules or conditions. I don't believe there's a deity that's going to swoop in and save us from our human experience. Because if there was, it would. If there were, there were a deity worthy of worship, in my opinion, then that deity that is worthy of worship is only worthy of worship because it saves us from our human experience. But it doesn't. I know there's a religious concept of being saved, and that being saved means that when you're done with this human life, that you get to then spend eternity in heaven. That's a belief system that I do not choose. Many people choose that. And very often the people that choose that believe it's the only way. It's the singular truth. I do not believe in singular truths. I believe in human-crafted belief systems that we're all here experiencing physical as an illusion of consciousness. There are plenty of things here to appreciate and enjoy the experience of, and there are plenty of things here that will challenge our experience. But those challenges exist to expand us as beings, meaning making us more sophisticated versions of ourselves. Because one thing I have noticed, and again, prove this to yourself, choose to believe it or not, it's fine. But one thing that I believe is that as we move through our life's challenges, when we gain clarity and appreciation for them, they are then these things that we experience that make us more sophisticated versions of ourselves. We're becoming wiser. We're getting more clarity. We're understanding on a deeper level. I love these things. I love these things as much or more than anyone that I'm aware of on our planet. I love understanding how the universe really works. I love understanding my own nature. I love understanding that, wow, I created this belief system and my belief system continues to create my reality. And if I want to shift my reality, and I always do, I always want to experience new things. I don't want to become complacent. So if I want to shift my reality, I have to, to tailor my belief system toward change. What type of change do I prefer to experience? More travel, more knowledge, more fun, more things that I enjoy, a deeper understanding. Those are my preferences. 
So I have to ask myself, do my beliefs support my preferences? And I'm constantly doing this work. I am constantly thinking about, well, what is dragging my vibration down? What's keeping me from expanding? What's keeping me from being a more sophisticated version of myself? And the answer always goes back to, to these lower vibrational thoughts that are rooted in judgment and fear. So we see people in these other belief systems and we fear them or we judge them. And we're doing two very important things when we're doing that. One, if we're in fear and judgment, we are not one with what I call source, which is the top of your virtual vibrational spiral where all abundance resides, the source of all creation, whatever you want to label that. Because that source and my encountering of it, and I have spent a lot of time there, is nothing but pure appreciation of all that is. That source vibration loves all that is, loves every aspect of the earth environment, loves every aspect of the human journey, is, is the definition of pure love, is pure appreciation, not the human created version of love, which is affection or lust or, or something like that. So this, this high vibration of appreciation of all that is does not judge and does not fear. And I want to be in that energy. That energy is abundant. That energy, trust is just assumed. You are trusting that you are experiencing this magical, amazing life journey. All of these experiences, the things that you, you love about the earth environment, and we have our preferences. We are of the earth environment when we're in physical. We are in a human physical vehicle experiencing the earth environment. There are plenty of things here that we all prefer, whatever they are, puppies, children, not children, <laughs> blue skies, <laughs> thunderstorms, trees, flowers, birds. I sit outside. I live in the desert and it's, it's spring uh, going into summer and our weather is just incredible this year. And I sit outside and I look at the flowers and I smell the flowers and I hear the birds and I watch my dogs play. And I, I just, you know, I love the temperature and the wind blowing and, you know, these little things that we tend to take for granted until you get into that high vibrational state of appreciation. And just that experience is as magical to me as flying on a private jet or sitting on a yacht or, you know, being in Paris at a cafe, or, you know, I've experienced these things. That was just as good. But we live in this matrix that says, if it doesn't cost millions of dollars, it's not as good. If it isn't exclusive, it's not as good. Anybody can go sit outside and appreciate nature. That What's special about that? But then most people don't. Most people take it for granted. Most people get out into nature and they're in a rush to get to their next thing, or they're staring at their phone. And I've been there. I've done that. But I've created this reality for myself where I just savor the, the small things that are available to all of us because I realize that even though they're so readily available and they're not a function of commerce necessarily, they still have the same value because I choose to give it that high value. I choose to appreciate it on a very high level. And these things happen to be free. That's saying the best things in life are free. There's a lot of good things in life that are not free. There's a lot of good things in life that cost a whole lot of money. Totally, totally believe that. I know that. There, there's plenty of good stuff that, that requires money, that requires wealth. But there's plenty that, that does not. But our society in its current form is very much about the monetization of things. That's why uh, these alternate uh, energy forms that cannot be captured 
like solar and wind are such a threat to commerce and, and the mindset of commerce because they, they cannot be controlled. Wind is wind. How do you own the wind? How do you own the sun? You know, th- those energy systems tend to be, are, are proving to be very reliable, very efficient. Unlimited resources, seemingly. But you can't harness the power of them. You, you can't own them. You can you know, certainly own a windmill that generates the electricity. There's some commerce available in that. Or the, the solar panels, you know, there's a whole burgeoning industry around that. But you can't own the wind and the sun. So it gets derided as something that is not as valuable or not as useful. Well, the same thing goes for appreciating nature. Because we are living in this matrix that values things based on how much commerce it can drive. And the monarchy and religion and government are all drivers of commerce. And we give them great power. How do we give them power? We give them power by fearing them. And if you think about it, they all came to be powerful versions of the matrix or matrixes. You know, the, I, I, I consider the matrix, the, the, the grand matrix of humanity, the collective belief system, but there are endless versions of it. The monarchy is a matrix. Government is a matrix. Organized religion is a matrix. It's a belief system. And when I refer to the matrix, generally I'm referring to the things, the, the portions of the matrix that run on fear and judgment. Because there's a lot of good stuff about the matrix. We wouldn't have podcasts if we didn't have the matrix. If we had not created a human matrix that allowed for the advancement of society and the creation of new technology, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. Not this way. So the, the matrix can be good. We're, we're in duality. There's good and bad in everything. The bad part of the matrix or the unwanted part of the matrix or the part we need to detune, to use Taya terms, is the fear and judgment portion of it. How did the monarchy come to be? Fear. The kings of past were willing to slaughter the most people and command the most resources, and they used fear and very often the the fear-related judgment to climb into power and to remain in power. And then once that vibration was well-established, they didn't have to use that so much anymore. Then it turned into this, this, um, this, this worship thing. Then it turned into the, we, we're not fearing you, but we're worshiping you. We're, we're, we're making you celebrities. We're placing you on a pedestal and watching your every move, and we will contribute to that. So the fear portion of, of the monarchy was, was largely detuned by humanity. Hey, we, we, you know, we, we're going to, instead of slaughtering people, because that doesn't go so well, because if we make our vibration slaughtering people, eventually someone is going to come and slaughter us to take us out and take over as the new monarchy. That hasn't happened in recent history because they learned to make themselves likable and popular and, and, and really rebrand themselves. If you think about it, brilliant, but still they only have the power that the people give to them. And that power is given now not out of fear as much as just out of this reverence. There's still judgment present, though, because the judgment that is present is that the royal family, they are better than me. They are something that I need to look up to. I don't believe this. I'm not telling you this is my belief system. I'm just telling you this is the vibration. That the subjects that give them power are utilizing judgment still and fearing having nothing to look up to. Here is the the human embodiment of God, perhaps. Here's the human embodiment of someone that is royal. Why are they royal? Well, they're better than me. 
Look at the lineage. Look at the family. Look at the palaces. Look at the jewels. Look how beautiful they are in some cases. (laughs) I know not everybody thinks all the royals are beautiful. So it has the power that it's given by the subjects. That's why it's alive. The same thing goes for government. I'm going to talk about uh, government just a little bit more, but uh, let's take a break real quick. When we get back, I want to talk about the Supreme Court. I think this is a very interesting time for humanity and a very interesting occurrence, and we're going to dive into that a little bit. We'll be right back after this message. I created Taya Bootcamp back in late 2017, launched it in March of 2018. It's all about detuning your ego, detuning fear and judgment in your life, systematically raising your vibration to allow more of your natural source being to step forward and cementing these beliefs as your new operating system, your new way of life. We now have hundreds of graduates all over the world. We have 58 now uh, positive uh, Patreon reviews, all five stars. We have tons, years worth of testimonial videos on YouTube. You can go and check us out, look at our testimonial videos, interact with our community, and realize what a transformative experience Taya Bootcamp is. Click the link in our bio to book your discovery meeting to learn more about your alignment with Taya Bootcamp and that bootcamp experience. Welcome back. So we talked about the monarchy a little bit and how it has the power that the subjects give to it continuing to this day. And certainly more and more people are questioning it saying, Hey, why do we have these people? Why are we spending money on this? You know, people are starving. Why do we have people, you know, living in palaces that we support when people are starving in the streets? That's a valid argument. But the, the, the government is something that I'm experiencing. And I've questioned, I I shared earlier that I've questioned government and how much power it really has over my life for quite some time. And if you've been listening for a while, you know, I had a big breakthrough uh, on January 6th of 2021 is <laughs> when I believe uh, the Capitol was uh, invaded or whatever you want to call that event, uh, because there was still some old vibrational dust in me regarding justice. You know, here I got triggered over people invading the Capitol of the United States. And I caught myself thinking, gosh, why am I being triggered by this? I don't give power to politics. Why? You know, it, it was this vibration of justice. And that was a big turning point for me in my practice uh, even this many years into it, because I realized that, wow, this, this concept of justice is a very powerful tool of the matrix. That concept of they shouldn't be doing that. This shouldn't be happening. It's so unfair. It's unjust. They have no right. That's all just a belief system. And when I detune them, and we know how we detune, if you listen to the Taya Practice podcast, you know, we talk about detuning all the time. We detune by finding appreciation for, finding a deeper level of understanding of. I have found in my life that when I seek to, instead of to demonize and judge, but rather to understand on a deeper level, the way source views things, that deep understanding that leads you to appreciation. We define that as as such a deep understanding that you no longer judge it. That's how we define appreciation, or sometimes we call it radical appreciation, because the concept of appreciating transgressors is radical in our current society. But what does that do? That keeps us in the loop of transgressors. It keeps that transgressor alive. So when we're judging the monarchy, or we're judging religion, or we're judging government as should not be, then we're keeping it alive. We're fueling it. So the monarchy is kept alive 
by the people that follow it and revere it. And it's also kept alive by the people that hate it and thinks it needs to end because it doesn't matter to the universe. It's attention to the people that are paying attention to it and judging it and fearing it are creating it. I pay a little bit of attention to it. Not much. I, you know, I, I kind of dip into it a little bit. I'm not giving it a whole lot of power. It certainly has no power over my life or my abundance or my joy. Absolutely not. But let's take that topic then and move it to, to an area where it can more directly impact me because I live in the United States and I definitely was raised in an era. I remember I was in the third grade in 1976, which was the bicentennial. We were just pumped so full of pro-America and I lived in the South. And if you are in the United States, or you know anything about the United States, I don't know that there's a, a region that is more um, blindly patriotic than the South. And I remember being taught in the South that the United States was the only free nation. We were it. We were free. Everyone else was communists. <laughs> That's really what my belief system was, was a child. That was the messaging that I was, was receiving that Christopher Columbus, you know, came and discovered this new land. And we created this wonderful country that this, that is this melting pot. It's the greatest country ever. It's the only free country and that everyone else is less than. And I was taught that and believed it for a while. It was part of my belief system for a while until I got a little older and started really questioning things. Well, now, gosh, at 55, I am realizing now that, gosh, it's even more corrupt than I thought it was, that, that, that it's all commerce. And I've said for years that bullshit makes the world go round because everything is a creation of consciousness. And I got confirmation for myself once again, because I haven't really thought about the Supreme Court a whole lot. I, I, don't, I know it has a lot of power in the United States, but I'm really seeing, like everything else, it only has the power that we give to it. So now a lot of people in the United States, because we're finding out about all this corruption, we're, we're, we're coming to realize, well, you know, the court doesn't really have any power. The court has the power that the government gives it. So the, the court doesn't enforce its laws or its rulings at all. They just rule. And because they're Supreme Court, they're the Supreme Court, we all just follow. And perhaps the government enforces because we're collectively giving it power. And now that we're seeing that it's considered illegitimate and corrupt, now that's coming under question. And I've seen this, this massive shift. And the stream has talked about the, the energetic shift that, that came about when COVID occurred. And COVID was just a symptom of that. It was just a symptom of this reset that we are encountering right now. And in this global reset, we have shifted our focus. We are trying to break free from the matrix. That's the big shift. We are becoming advanced enough, sophisticated enough, intelligent enough, where we are starting to create AI technology, which is very much in our own image. So we are becoming that, that concept of God as human beings. We are creating the technology that creates us. We, are, we, have, been, we have been copying human technology for years. I have heard about robots my whole life, certainly. Uh, I see video games that are a, a reflection of the universal process of creation. Something is birthed, something moves through experiences, something creates challenges for itself, it overcomes the challenges and becomes stronger, or it meets its demise 
because of the challenge. And then it comes back and starts and does it all over again. And the more the player plays the game, the wiser the player becomes and the further they get to go. That is the universal process of creation reflected in a video game, in all video games, in one way or another. So we're creating this technology that is becoming so very intelligent that it can create on a human level and beyond far more efficiently than I've seen humanity create. And so we're creating this technology. We're becoming wiser to, to make it in very simple terms. I believe that we are our heightened ability to communicate because of data, because of information. That is the age we're living in. We have access to so much information and we are able to communicate like no other time in 3d verbally than recorded history reveals. So we have this ability to communicate and we're coming together and we're saying, yeah, that religion thing always kind of seemed like bullshit to me. And now we find out that, oh yeah, there, there are other, um, you know, there, there have been other religions before mine that were very much like mine, but yet I've been told that my religion is a singular truth and that it started at this point, you know, a couple of thousand years ago. And then I find out that there's one that's even older than that. That was very similar. How is that? What is that? I've always questioned religion. I request, I, I questioned it early on. It just didn't add up for me. The, uh, the, the idea of the Supreme being that, that demanded obedience and worship allowing suffering just didn't add up for me. Still doesn't. It never will. The concept of source, the source of all creation, which is not uh, what we would call necessarily benevolent because it, benevolence would require judgment. You know, the, the stream has told us that source and, and the stream is the, the purest form of source that I can deliver to you. It is, it is pure love. It is pure appreciation of all that is. It is not judgment. So anything that is not that is not of source or not aligned with source. So when we see these, these human created belief systems that judge and place one person in a leadership role and, and everyone else following, that's a human created thing. It's okay that we do that because we need some of that. But when you start to give that unbridled power, it inevitably becomes corrupt because human beings, we all have this innate desire driven by our ego to move forward in this experience. And it's an area where our ego is actually in harmony with our source being, our higher selves, because our higher selves expand in the having of the human journey. And the, pro, the, the moving forward in the human journey, one way or another, creates that expansion of consciousness. So those, though, that element is, is harmonious between your, your ego, which is your human being, and your eternal being, which is your expression as source. So that works very, very well. And that ego-driven desire to survive makes us selfish beings. We need to be a little selfish. If you're a completely selfless being, you are not necessarily of source. You are of a human-created version of a deity. Because we're not selfless, nor do we need to be. Because if you're truly selfless, you're not going to be in this experience for very long because you are wanting to move forward. You're wanting to survive. You're going to consume the earth environment for survival. 
some version of it. That's why when I, I hear people that are vegans, and I think it's completely your choice if you want to be a vegan, but they, they have this concept that they are doing less harm. And some people even have a concept of that they're doing no harm. But of course you are. Of course you're consuming. You, you have some sort of a footprint of consumption just by being here. And if you want to judge how much or how little, that's your ego. That's your ego. That's completely your ego. Source is not judging that because source doesn't judge anything. So if you're in judgment of that, then you are giving that power in your belief system. So if we are giving power to a monarchy or giving power to politics or giving power to government, it's okay. Just understand that you are the one that's creating that reality for yourself. You are giving it power. And if it's holding you back from what you want to desire, then understand that you are the one that's creating that reality. And if you get into some branch of spirituality that tells you that you must be selfless, that you're not allowed to consume an animal, that you're not allowed to, to do harm to anything or anyone around you, that's also a chosen belief system. You can have it if you want. There are no penalties for my teachings and there's no penalties in the Taya practice. Just understand that you're choosing it, that you're choosing this belief system and that you like it. I am, you know, if you say to yourself, I'm a vegan, I, I feel better about myself when I'm not consuming animal products, but I understand that it's my chosen belief system and not a mandate or a gospel, then you're in really good shape. Because what happens when you start judging others, you're lowering your vibration. So if, if you are in a, a vegan belief system and you are judging or fearing others that aren't in your same belief system, you are absolutely lowering your vibration. And you're going to have experiences that are a reflection of that lower vibration. So it's up to you. You know, the, the, the biggest thing that I want to impart in these teachings is that all, all humans run on a belief system and all belief systems are your own creation. There's not one that's right. There's not one that's wrong. There's no perfect belief system. I do think that Taya is an up, upgraded belief system. Uh, and I don't believe it's upgraded because I'm so brilliant. I believe it's simply upgraded because we've stripped it of all of that matrix stuff that I always questioned that I realized was dragging my vibration down. That's why I call it an upgraded operating system for your life, because you're upgrading your life when you're no longer demonizing. You're no longer saying the government's out to get you and that religion damaged you and that you work in a toxic work environment. And the monarchy is all evil. Because when you're doing that, you're separating yourself from your version of source, your higher self, and you're operating more in your ego and you're going to have a more ego-driven type of human experience that generally is going to be more susceptible to the matrix. Therefore, it's going to include more fear and judgment. You're going to not feel as good or as happy. You're not going to be able to trust your abundance as much. It's a different experience. Not bad, not wrong, but different. In a lot of humanity, I, I do think I need to use the words upgraded operating system because a lot of humanity is, is stuck in and suffering in these old belief systems. I will call them dated belief systems. They've been around for a while. Humanity has is, is gotten, is, is gotten more advanced. We're creating the technology that creates us. But we get drawn back into the matrix when we demonize that stuff. When we're demonizing you know, any element of the human experience, we are, are drawing ourselves back into the matrix. When we believe that our belief system is superior, 
that's different. It's not the same as upgraded because upgraded means more in alignment with where we are now vibrationally. Updated, upgraded, however you want to say it. I think upgraded has a better vibration to it, but not superior. And it shouldn't be something, I'm not creating it to replace all those other things. All those other things will move forward. We, we will still have a religion. We will still have government. We will still have a monarchy. It'll get fractured. It'll come back a little bit. We're in vibrational flow. There's ups, downs, ups, downs, ups, downs, where we're always encountering some sort of expansion and contraction of society, of everything because of this vibrational flow. But I do believe we are always expanding in that, that, that expansion and contraction creates ultimate expansion that we are becoming more sophisticated versions of ourselves. We are expanding the universe by that exercise. And it's inevitable because we're in polarity, because we're responding to polarity. And what we're doing in the Taya practice is that we have discovered uh, an upgraded, more sophisticated way to respond to polarity, to not judge it, to not fear it, to understand that all of these elements of the matrix that seek to drag our vibration down the negative five so that we're compliant and we're useful, productive members of society doing what someone else by and large wants us to do, that that lowering of vibration takes us to that negative five space. I don't want to operate negative five. I don't want to be compliant. I, I, I want to detune all of the fear that comes with moving out of compliancy. I want to detune the fear and judgment of religion. I want to detune the fear and judgment of government. I want to detune the fear and judgment of the monarchy, of all of it. Those are just belief systems that people choose to have. They're chosen belief systems. This is a chosen belief system. They're all expansive experiences for our eternal selves. That's my belief system. What I always recommend that you do, though, is, is to take these ideas and these tools that, that we share and apply them in your lives and prove them to yourselves. Do your own experimentation. Don't just take my word for it. I'm not trying to be on the pedestal as the guru. The, the information from source is flowing. That's my belief. Everything adds up. It makes sense. It seems to work. When I teach it to other people, it seems to improve their lives. Doesn't mean that it's superior. Doesn't mean that it's special. I'm not anointed, anointed by anointed, I'm not anointed by source. So I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening. I'm taking you on this journey of, of a lot more solo thoughts. I'm channeling in a different way that I, I hope is more effective. That's the intention. Because pure source boils down to pure appreciation of all that is and has a, a useful function in, 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 in interacting with it. But I love peppering in the humanity. I'm hoping that peppering in the humanity and being more blended and sharing in this way is helping bring greater clarity to your relationship with your own stream. That's where we're guiding you. The this, this stream is always guided anyone that listens inward. In fact, their, their guidance is just that, inward. Go inward. Go inward. Question. Trust. Detune things that, that are no longer serving you and see what happens. And those of us that have done that, and, and I love having the bird's eye view of communicating with so many of you who have listened, whether it's for a few months or a few years, what that's done for your lives. So let us know. 
let us know in the comments. I love to read just the comments because the comments uh, inspire these conversations, uh, regardless of, of where you're, you're listening, get into the groups. If you're on Facebook, join the Facebook group. We have the Taya practice Facebook group. That's all about taking these ideas that I share on the stream of David and applying them in a system in your life. That's what the Taya practice is. So again, I want to thank you for listening. For those of you that are uh, subscribed to Patreon, I want to thank you for your support in Patreon. Uh, I am now going to uh, jump over to the expanded version of this podcast, and we're going to uh, give you some concrete tools to take these concepts and begin making them reality in your lives. I hope to see you over there. Thanks for listening. This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there.